dangerous. It's dangerous. Everybody come to the breakfast club. I call this the hot seat. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Can I live? You out of control. I can't even deal with you. Y'all are so petty. Why are y'all so petty? most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Captain of this bitch. Angela Yee. I stay in everybody's business, but in a good way. Charlemagne the God. The ruler rubbing you the wrong way. The Breakfast Club. Pay for everybody. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey, good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Yes, it's Thursday. What's happening? How y'all feeling out there? Good morning to one and all. Yeah, good morning, Nori, too. Nori hit me 4.30 this morning. N-O-R-E, good morning. We want to make sure we know about what's dropping tonight on Drink Champs. That's right. Drink Champs is doing a special uh, episode uh, coming on Revolt, I believe, at 10 Guys, relax. What? (laughs) I don't even know if it's true or not. I, I didn't say what he it was. He just said it's a promo. What are you talking about? He said he has something special. I don't, I don't know what he got, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. We just said the video. Just All we said, said was we'll he has see. something special going on tonight on Revolt at ten o'clock. So we'll shout to N O R E. We'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see what. We'll see. No. Well, shout to Nori. Check out Nori so tonight to, at ten. So he has something guy, special N-O. going on. So we'll see. Sh- shout to Nori. Salute you, Nori. We'll see. I, I told Nori yesterday, I said, Nori, you, you just released a, a a super thug, another super thug. So Just keep in mind, last time um, Nori said he had something special, it was the Drake interview. Mm-hmm. Just want to throw that out there. No, but this one's done. <laughs> this one is, is We done. don't know. You, you, maybe. Not it, doubting my guy, just maybe. This is done. Tune into Revolt tonight. I think we should have a little Nori. speculation. It's a little skepticism. No, it'll be done. It's done. Shout to N O R E. Drop a drop a half a bomb for no. No, half, drop a bomb. Drop stop 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 stop. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Don't do that. We don't know. We don't know yet. We don't know. We don't know. He said 10 p.m. tonight. We don't know. He comes on 10 p.m. every Thursday night on Revolt. I know, but he's saying 10 p.m. tonight, and he sent a little. He comes on 10 p.m. tonight every Thursday on Revolt TV. Well, he he sent the trailer, and on the trailer this morning. Hey, 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 hey! Could could you let him do it? He, he sent it, it to us for a reason. reason. No. Put it out. All right. It's supposed to be 7 a.m., but go ahead, guys. Oh. Since y'all know so much. Well, right. he didn't tell us 7 a.m. No, he, he didn't at all. Well, relax. Tonight, so let, we could let, announce let, it this let, morning. Let Eno do his thing. No, that's not what he did, but whatever. Yes, he did. I, I, never mind. Did you see it? Were you on my text with, with him this morning? I just hung up with Nori. I just hung up with Eno. I spoke to him yesterday. I'll tell you what I told No, I just hung up with him. Literally. Well, he didn't text me that. Well, he told you something different. Right. Well, Eno, good morning. That's all I was saying. Good morning and tune into Revolt tonight at 10. He has something special for everybody out there. He's on Revolt every Thursday night at 10. So we it, know that. it may or may not be special. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> all right. Well, also uh, joining us this morning, Wayne Brady will be joining us. Oh. Yeah, so we'll kick it with Wayne Brady. He's amazing, by the way. Like, I really enjoy talking to Wayne Brady. He's really, really funny. Yes, Wayne Brady. And he's Brady. got some great stories. And he's got a lot of interesting things happening in his personal life. Yes. That he doesn't mind talking about. That's right. So we're going to be kicking it with Wayne Brady. And then we got front page news coming up. What are we talking about? Yes, Anna, we are going to be talking about, uh, you know, this new race in New Jersey. Phil Murphy called in right before the election on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it was a very tight race, but we'll tell you what happened. All right, we'll get into all that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get in some front page news. 
Now with Thursday Night Football, that's tonight the Colts take on the Jets. Now what else we got, Yeezy? Well, as you know, uh, we are waiting for the re- we were waiting for the results of the election in New Jersey, and there are some uh, the results are finally in. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy has become the first Democratic governor in more than 40 years to win re-election in New Jersey. So congratulations to Governor Phil Murphy. Here's what he had to say. I am humbled to be the first Democratic governor re-elected in the great state of New Jersey since my dear friend, the late Governor Brendan Byrne, did this in 1977. So tonight, I renew my promise to you, whether you voted for me or not, to work every single day of the next four years to keep moving us forward. And so importantly, forward with a deeper sense of fairness and a commitment to equity. Forward by rejecting the divisiveness and chaos that permeate too much of our politics. Very, very close race. If you've ever driven through New Jersey and you've seen, you know, all those MAGA, MAGA all that MAGA paraphernalia and Trump paraphernalia, uh, believe, believe it's real. It was a very tight race. All right, now Joe Biden has also responded to Tuesday's election losses. He was talking about in particular in Virginia, and here's what he had to say about um, whether or not it's his responsibility. How much responsibility do you take for the dismal results in Virginia? I was talking to Terry to congratulate him today. He got 600,000 more votes than any Democrat ever has gotten. And no governor in Virginia has ever won when he's of the same or he or she's the same party as the sitting president. What I do know is that people want us to get things done. And that's why I'm continuing to push very hard for the Democratic Party to move along and pass my infrastructure bill and my Build Back Better bill. Hey, man, yes, it's Biden's fault. Okay, you all have the power and aren't using it. You got two people in your own party blocking everything, mansion and cinema. Yes, it's your fault. Biden is just the latest example of the do-nothing Democrats doing nothing for their constituents, and now it's coming back to bite them in their ass. And if something doesn't change before the midterms next year, they're going to be in trouble, 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 trouble. All right, well, that is your front page news. Did you see the second the thing that they took to court against the Second Amendment, New York versus Second Amendment? It seems... It seems like, well, if you don't know, they're taking New York State and New York City to court for allowing people to carry concealed licenses. They're thinking about it. They're saying it looks pretty good. They're saying they hopefully will allow people to carry, just not in public places. So it hasn't passed yet, so it'll be like places like Yankee Stadium, Times Square, uh, Madison Square Garden. But it looks like that it might be passed. Fingers crossed. All right. Mm. Now, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open again. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Jay Lombard What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Um, today my birthday, and I just want to um shout myself out. I'm turning 16 years old today. Okay. Happy birthday! Thank y'all so much. I'm sitting up here listening now. Okay, what you doing so, for your um, birthday? Yeah. Um, me and my mama we riding out of town this weekend. I'm keep going with my cousins. We going to the fair in Tallahassee. Okay. Congratulations, King. Enjoy your day, man. Life is a blessing. All right. Peace, 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 peace. <laughs> Appreciate y'all, man. Y'all enjoy y'all day, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Cole from the DMV. What's happening? What up, man? Get it off your chest. 
Yo, so I was wondering, uh, Charlamagne's been talking a lot about getting rid of the filibuster for the Democrats. Yes, so sir. What happens when the courts flip back red? Well, like, ch- well, check this out. That's a great question. I'll tell you this. If uh, the Democrats get rid of the filibuster, right, and then they're able to properly legislate, if they do everything that they're supposed to do for their people and their constituents, they won't have to worry about things flipping back red because people would go out every election energized, ready to vote for them, and they would vote vote in droves. They wouldn't have to worry about that. Okay, I feel like it's always going to flip back and forth, but, I mean, nah. that's a good perspective yeah not if not if they do what they were supposed to do they would never have to worry about losing elections got you got you well i appreciate it man i was good was it thursday yes yep, sir thursday all right brother hello who's this good morning your phone is your phone sounds like you're frying fish so my my issue is uh vaccinations with the children i'm glad with the with the children I'm glad that every that CDC went ahead and said yes to that. I believe everybody should be vaccinated, if possible. Some people, it's not going to work for them. Um, but it's just the ones that, uh, like us, I'm double vaccinated and I have grandchildren. Um, some people are in your face and throwing it in your face that they're not vaccinated. Like, they want you to get sick and stuff like that. Um, I think it is... Uh, I think politics need to get out of it, even though even though there's nothing we can do much about that. Mm-hmm. My husband Anthony and I were both vaccinated, but he thinks he's sick right now. We have our flu vaccination. You have your MMR. You have your 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 DPT, your, your measles, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to get the Pfizer or the Moderna, the J and J. You know, we know why. Okay. Queen, Queen, Queen. What you, Queen, what's the moral of the story, Queen? What what are you trying to tell us this morning? To get vaccinated? Please. Okay. okay thank All right. You. Thank you, Queen. All right. Bye. All right. She went left, right, up there, up there. Select start, select start, just to say that. But <laughs> hey, we heard you. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm Brittany, calling from Tampa, Florida. Hey, Brittany, get it off your chest. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I got through. I just want to shout you guys out. I listen to you guys every day, Angela. I just love everything about you. You're so you're so beautiful. Thank you, uh, Charlemagne. Everything you're doing for mental health and DJ and I love how you're such a strong family man, and I just love you guys so much. Yeah. But thank I really you, Queen. Get off my chest. Mm. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, Team Cancer, Charlemagne. Hey. But I really want to get off my chest that, you know, I'm 32 years old. The biological clock is ticking. I'm, like, on dating apps. It's just hard to meet, like, a good black king. And I'm just like, what What else do you do? It's just, like, I work every day. I can't really, like, be out going out mixing mingling. But it's like... I'm mm. just kind of thinking about switching over outside my race at this point because I just feel like not valued by black men anymore. I feel like mm. overlooked. Have you ever dated outside your race? I've tried it like once, but it just wasn't my thing. Look, I, I just mean, think you can't you can't blame a whole race of men for the ones that you've met, you know. So I wouldn't give up on that, but I think you'll end up 
at some point, finding the right person, just don't rush it and don't make decisions just because you feel like your biological clock is ticking. You got to be with somebody. Don't give in to that pressure. But just understand that things can change in an instant, you know. And I am still a fan of, while apps are good, going out and living my life and meeting people like that. Right, right. Thank you, Angela. I love you guys. Thank you. You too. Hello, who's this? This is Greg. I, I was calling in. Uh, I'm doing my paper route. I want to say good morning to you guys. Good morning. morning. You doing your paper route? Yeah, I'm doing the paper route. I listen to y'all every morning. And sometimes y'all be like, making my, the hair on my back stand up. <laughs> you make Why? It, you make the hair on the back of your neck stand up? Why is that? Yes, sir. You know, Neo I'm said that. Wondering. You what? I've been wondering. I heard the comment that Sean Charlemagne made about, you know, the elections and, uh, and, and why. I just want to know why is it Biden fought when he got two traitors on his team? My brother, do y'all listen to anything I say or do y'all just be talking? I said, yes, it's Biden's fault. But I said, you all you all have the power and aren't using it. And I said, you got two people in your own party blocking everything, mansion and cinema. And I also said Biden is just the latest example of the do-nothing Democrats. But at, at this moment, it's his fault. Just like if when when if and when he turns things around and starts doing things for people, he'll get the credit for it. So he got to take the blame too. What you talking about? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff you be saying, but <laughs> I just don't get how it's his fault when you know, like the Republicans, all of them ride together with Trump, right? Okay. Oh, you, oh, you heard you heard what you said, right? That's right. But listen. You're absolutely right. They The Republicans ride together, they die together. But it's his fault, just like it would be, he would get the credit for the win, right? You know, only 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 thing I can understand Biden doing is put put them guys on blast, you know? Yes. That's Trump, what I would do. I'll yes. put them on blast. Trump would have been did that. I said that on Trevor Noah's show last night. Trump would never stand for uh, two people in his party blocking his agenda. But at all. You know, but they trying to they trying to be diplomatic or whatever they trying yep. to be. You know, every time they talk to even Bernie Sanders, he don't never say nothing about man to know. They need to put him on blast. He always know? says that's his good and, friend. And me, that's right. It's like, it's like he got better than Gardner with all that. That's thing, right. Because really, he low profile. Manchin is a Republican. He's working That's for right. the other side. That's right. All but right. I think Joe Biden be trying to get in, get things done, well, like you, you said, being very diplomatic. And, and that, that ain't going to work. got to be a gangster. Derek, what up? Get it off your chest, brother. What's up, DJ Envy? What's up, Angela Yee? Good morning. What's up, Charlemagne the guy? Yo, 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 peace, yo, yo. Peace, King. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace, God. Peace. Yo, check this out, man. I'm calling out of Tampa, Florida. My name is Derek. I'm El Chapo, the master barber down here. I'm the only barber with a barbershop open at 6 o'clock in the morning. Wow. In the city of Tampa. That's a blessing. You know, that make a lot of sense to get your hair cut before you go to work. That's yeah, a blessing. Hey, hey, man, look, I, I'm still on military time, man. I'm, re- I'm out of that and retired. So if anybody that's getting off the graveyard shift or anybody just an early rise and want to beat the crowd anywhere, all you got to do is show up at Powerhouse Gym down here on West Hillsboro Avenue. I'm in here between 6 and 7 o'clock in the morning, and it's open until about 8 o'clock at night. Now, hold on now. You said you you cutting hair at 6 o'clock or working out? 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm chopping. Okay. Okay. All right, brother. Well, have a good morning, man. 
That's all I want to say, man. Y'all have a blessed day, man. That's you a too. blessing. A barbershop that opened up at 6 in the morning. Lord have mercy. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 if you need to vent it us up. Now we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, and a Rock Nation job fair. Wouldn't that be exciting? Well, it's happening. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. About time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Jay-Z's Rock Nation and Reform Alliance are hosting a job fair in New York City. Reform Alliance posted New York has the third highest unemployment rate in the U.S., yet companies are facing a significant labor shortage. That's why we're co-hosting this job fair with Rock Nation. It's time to revitalize New York's workforce. Event is open to all. So if you want to learn more about that, you can go look at Reform. Drop the glue bombs from Reform and Rock Nation. One of the reasons I love Rock Nation. They're always figuring out new ways to do things for people, especially the people who need it the most. So that's dope. All right. So companies like Zara, Lowe's, Amazon, Foot Locker, Live Nation, Vice, Madison Square Garden, the 4040 Club will be among the employers that will be present there to interview candidates. So are they saying that because I know at one time they're saying that, that there were a lot of jobs available that people didn't want to work. So now they're saying that, that people are looking for jobs. Um, which way is it? It's both. both. I mean, there's okay. a lot of jobs available. Right. And I'm going to tell you from my own personal experience, hiring at my hair store, at the coffee shop, at the juice bar has been challenging right now. And a lot of people are expressing that it has been challenging. So while we do have the third highest unemployment rate in the U.S., there still are companies looking for people to work. It's, mm-hmm. str- you know, it's the strangest thing. And that's dope for reform, too, though, because, you know, a lot of brothers and sisters come home from, you know, prison. and They don't have any means to make money. So, you know, they need jobs. So I'm sure that's part of the reform initiative to help them get back into the workforce. All right. Well, it goes down November 18th at the Garden. And Jay-Z, by the way, did join Instagram, but he's already gone. But um, the harder they fall. (laughs) That actually started streaming on Netflix. If you want to see that movie that he produced and shout out to uh, James Samuel from The Bullets, who directed it. It's his first time directing. So Mm -hmm. a huge deal for him to have this. It's a Western with an all black cast. Idris Elba, Regina King, Zazie Beetz, Delray Lindo, Lakeith Stanfield are all in it. Y'all do realize Jay-Z was just promoting the movie that he's an executive producer of, right? Yeah. Like, literally, that's the only reason he opened up the Instagram and posted that one thing, just to get everybody's attention to focus on that. Right, and it worked. And it worked, 100%. All right, now, another thing that Jay-Z just did, an 11-year-old reporter from Brooklyn, Jazzy's World TV, went up to him and asked him a question. This was cute. Hey guys, it's Jazzy, and I'm here in New York City, and we're about to interview Mr. Sean Carter. To all the kids that have dreams of being successful like you, what advice could you give them? Be successful like me. Mm-hmm. Okay, believe in yourself. Even if anyone else believes in you, you got that ultimate confidence like you do. You're very confident. Thank you. And just just believe in yourself. <laughs> just forget she the, said thank you. That was so cute. That is that is all true what he said, but you you know he's also one of the greatest rappers of all time, if not the greatest rapper of all time. Like, extreme talent will help you be successful as well. Well, that was nice of of him, mm-hmm. and that was very uh, great of her to be as ambitious as she was and confident to go mm-hmm. and ask for that interview. All right, now one person who did turn somebody down is Tom Hanks. He turned down Jeff Bezos' offer to go to space. He had the offer. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live talking about it, and here's why he turned it down. Is it true that you were asked to go to space by Jeff Bezos before William Shatner? Well, yeah, provided I, I pay, you know. <laughs> no, he, and, and, you really? know, it costs like 28 million bucks or something like that. Was, I'm doing good, Jimmy. I'm doing good. 
but I ain't paying 28 bucks. <laughs> you know what? We could simulate the experience sure. of going to space right now. And he just grabbed a chair Eeks. like he was going into space. That's a lot. Uh, yeah, no matter how much money you have, $28 million is still a lot of money. All right, and Dwayne Johnson has pledged to stop using real guns on his productions after the tragedy that happened on the movie set Rust. So his new movie, Red Notice, he is handling guns in that movie, and he said he was heartbroken. He told this to Variety. He said, we lost a life. My heart goes out to her family and everybody on set. I've known Alec, too, for a very long time. And he said he'll only use rubber guns on his sets. He said, I can't speak for anyone else, but I can tell you without an absence of clarity here that any movie that we have moving forward with Seven Bucks Productions, any movie, any television show, or anything we do or produce, won't we won't use real guns at all. We're going to switch over to rubber guns, and we're going to take care of it in post. We're not going to worry about the dollars. We won't care, uh, worry about what it costs. Yeah, I mean, I understand why real guns are on the set. I just wonder why real ammo is on the set. Right. Yeah, so, ammo shouldn't be on the set. I, I thought they always used blanks, and this shouldn't that's be what I thought. A, a confusion between the blanks and the and the real ammo. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Now we got front page news. Next, what are we talking about? Yes, Ahmad Arbery. They have finished the jury selection, and the judge is finding intentional discrimination, but they're still moving forward. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here talking about my friends at the General Insurance. They offer flexible payment plans and the ability to choose your payment date. Plus, they let you choose how you pay, whether that's with cash, card, or check. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com to learn more today. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get into front page news. Now, Monday Night Football! The Jets take on the Colts tonight. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about the Amar Arbery, the trial for his killing. And a panel of 12 people was chosen yesterday. The jury does consist of 11 white members and one black member. It was selected after a two-and-a-half-week selection process. And prosecutors have accused defense attorneys of disproportionately striking qualified black jurors and basing some of their strikes on race. Now, the judge did say that defense appeared to be discriminatory in selecting the jury, but that the case could go forward. They said this court has found that there appears to be intentional discrimination. I don't understand how you can allow that to go forward with intentional discrimination. You, You don't understand? It just feels like if you're saying it's intentional discrimination as the judge then it feels like something has to be done about that. You do know what country we live in, right? E? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> White supremacy rules everything around us. Bottom line, point blank, period. I don't know why we continue to act blind to it. One black juror on this? He's not even And being, that's supposed to be yeah, representative? A juror of your peers. I mean, come on, man. This is America. A-M-E-R-I-K-K-K-A. Sorry. It is what it is. I mean, this makes no sense. Yes, it does. Y'all know I have jury duty next week, so... I know, they called me for jury duty, too. You think this is a plot? I don't know, but you have to make sure this is the reason why when you get those jury duty calls, you you have to do it. Yes! You're not going to make it. I know know I'm not going to make it. I haven't been (laughs) in jury duty before, but it's just the point. Like It's like, why y'all calling me? They they never called me anymore. We we did the pre-thing, like, uh, we know he's not eligible for jury duty. And they're like, nope, we need him to come in. I'm like, okay, this is... They want you to come in? Yes. I have to go do jury duty too. I've never made it in in, in the courtroom. That's what me need. Well, no, I made it to the courtroom way, 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 way back in the day. But then they asked the questions: Have you ever been convicted of a felony? Yeah, you know. Then they, they let, they let you, go. you go. But yeah, now, I made it. They usually call on the like phone. Go. You got to do like, the, the huh? Wow. You guys wanted equality. 
Well, my, no, I'm my lawyer Now you call. can go. I don't have a problem with jury duty. I'm right. just, you know, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm Everybody that does jury do. duty is busy. They, they, sure. They I'm sure they are. Fast, like but, quick. You know. Not All only right. am I busy, I just know I'm not eligible, but whatever. All right, now your iPhone, did you know it has a setting so that you can listen to conversations that are happening far away from you? What do you mean? It's called, you sounded really upset. <laughs> it's called Apple's Listen Live. And so an actress shared her surprise. She learned about that. So she said, basically, we're all spies now. It's supposed to be a hearing aid tool, but you can add it to your iPhone shortcuts. And according to the website, it says, Live Listen can help you hear a conversation in a noisy room or hear someone speaking across the room. With Live Listen, your iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch becomes a remote microphone that sends sound to your made-for-iPhone hearing aid. So you can still listen via wireless headphones or hearing devices, even if you're far away from your phone. Wow. Depending on the range. Why are y'all wowing about this? If big, put it like wow. this. If big tech is making that available to you, what do you think big tech has been doing you, doing to you for all these years? Once it, again, we've had these conversations about how we talk, and then all of a sudden we go to our phones, and what we were just talking about pops up on our phones all of a sudden. Like, what is it so wow about now this? Now you can hear somebody you can hear from all the way across, across the room. room. That's, that's a wow. What do you think they've been doing to us? Well, now we can do it to us. Each other. Each other. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, man. All right, yeah. well, that is your that front is page wow. news. Wow, we can hear what people are doing in the next room? Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, well, when we come back, Wayne Brady will be joining us. Of course, Wayne uh, Brady is a comedian, actor, television personality. He's on Broadway now, and we're going to highlight yeah, him Yeah, he's in that back. play with, that Lin-Manuel Miranda did, and he's been in the news a lot for talking about his blended family. All right, so we'll talk to Wayne Brady when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Wayne Brady. Yes, Welcome, sir. sir. Welcome. It is a pleasure. In person. in person, I get to see y'all face to face. That's man. right. Is... Yeah, we spoke to him uh, during the pandemic Zoom. Yeah. That sucked. That, uh, need, needless to say, it sucked for so many reasons. But uh, it looks like we're trying to dig our way out of that hole, and now we can actually have some human contact. That's why I'm in I'm in New York now, being able to do theater, being in front of a live audience. So, uh, so, so we're on an upswing. How was your pandemic? We, we, I mean, we we seen some of it on social media of how you lived. Yeah. It. For people that don't know, how did you spend your pandemic time? I spent my pandemic healing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that that I missed my family as much as I did. Mm-hmm. I'm a, basically at heart, I'm a homebody. I live for my family. Mm-hmm. I love my daughter. She is my universe. My ex-wife is my best friend, and her uh, boyfriend is one of my best friends. And I've been on the road so much and filming and working, which is the blessing, but I got to spend this uninterrupted time with, with my daughter mm-hmm. and connect with her as a young lady because uh, during the pandemic she was like from 16 and a half to, to just turning 18. So that was a really formative year and a half of I could be with her, talk to her. She got her first real boyfriend right as the pandemic begun. So all these issues that happened, thank God I was present. Yeah, How people get- found it so unusual that you could be best friends with your ex-wife, mm-hmm. can co-parent the way that you are. I see they adopted a child and you're also going to be co-parenting yeah. with that baby as well. But yeah. how do you get to that space? I know it wasn't an easy road. <laughs> that's the sitcom that I really want to make <laughs> because that's the real is 
you look at it on TikTok, and I talk about Mandy. You know, shout out to Mandy. My uh, my ex-wife is my best friend. No, she actually gets mad when I say Mandy, my ex-wife, because folks just distill her down to that. She is an amazing creative in her own right, and I give her so much credit for my early success because she put up with all my early ideas and and told me to go for it. She's brilliant, and she runs my company. Um, when we got divorced, we loved each other, but then we have this kid, and I'm running nuts. It was my first time being single, mm-hmm. so I'm being an idiot, and uh, we couldn't agree on co-parenting, and we're constantly fighting, and I'm just being an asshole. And, and there's a moment when you're like, I just want some peace. Mm-hmm. And you learn that in order to get peace, we need to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I need to be respectful as the father of this beautiful daughter. I need to give her mother all respect and praise and do so i need to pull back on my nonsense and actually listen to her which was part part of the problem i need to know what this nonsense is because when you said you were being an ass like define that oh i just think in the sense of (laughs) it had to be my way or the highway Mm -hmm. i know what's right i'm i'm working i'm making this money i'm you know up on some that that kind of nonsense which stops you from listening and at the time she was dating one of my dancers, which is Jason. Mm-hmm. So Jason was one of my dancers in my Vegas show. They 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 how, got together. How, how, did, how did that work out? Like, you know, how did Jason you see every day start dating oh. your ex? And how, and how how did you take that? Ego. Wait, Brady gonna have to. Because now you gotta now you gotta fight because you've been around all this time. Now you owe me five minutes, Jason. You know what I mean? See, I'm saying it like it's a joke, but there there was a time. Thank God that Jason is. I, I give Jason credit as well, man to man. Jason is. A beautifully either Jason at that time was beautifully evolved or just so whatever that my rah-rah and my agitation towards him he really didn't let it get to him Mm -hmm. and now in hindsight at one point I went when they were dating I pulled up outside of her house like at 9 or 10 o'clock at night and always happens you know like one of those old R&B songs when you've had a couple drinks. Right, you had that radio above your head. Yeah, dr- <laughs> Listen, I'm just a guy who just standing outside. I'm like, you know what? Tonight's the night. I'm not going to let him. He's not going to raise my daughter. Right. I won't come in that house. I pay for this house. I pay, like I was the lead in a bad Tyler Perry movie. Okay. I pay for this house. You come outside right now, mother I pay. What an idiot. What did Jason do? Did he come outside? He's like, hey, man, what's going on? I tell you what's going on. And for years, I, I was on that track. I could not live with the fact of, how dare you? You are my dancer. You worked for me. You know how much I like. How dare you be? Once I was able to start going to therapy, which which I have to advocate mm-hmm. and say, especially to people in our culture and and uh, in the black and Latin world, you know, culture has been, uh, I mean, uh, therapy has been thought of as a, as a dirty word or it's something that we, we don't do, mm-hmm. get over that nonsense. The best thing that I ever did for my mental health and for my relationship with my daughter mm-hmm. and just for me walking around in the world, going to therapy. What got you there? And, and did you fire Jason when, when you find out? Like, he's your dancer. You find out he's dating your ex. Did you, like, you're fired? Well, well, just to clarify for folks listening, we were separated and getting the divorce papers, right? Gotcha. So Mandy didn't do anything wrong. Right. Nobody was running around, which makes me, which is why I claim my stupidity. Mm-hmm. I claim my ignorance. Some people do say that's against the bro code, though. Like, oh, you were y'all what? friends? You and Jason friends? We were friends, but you know the reality is he was working for me. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't like a dude that I would take a bullet for. No offense, Jason. Damn it, Jason. He was a dude that worked, Jeez. like, at the time. At the now time. Jason's now family. Right. He was on my payroll. 
I sign your checks. Right, now you'll call 911. Right. Now it? I'll call 911. Oh, my God, he's shot. <laughs> Quick, please hurry up. He's got a baby. Right. So, yeah. But but then I, I should not have taken that stance. Right. Jason didn't owe me anything. So Correct. in that instance, the bro code didn't apply. Mm-hmm. And Mandy, Mandy, she didn't have to ask me. Mandy said to me, Mandy said to me, which is why you sh- you need to communicate with people. Wayne, I am going to start dating. We'd already been separated for a couple years. Wayne, I'd like to start dating. I believe that Jason and I have a connection. I was like, oh, oh sure. <laughs> hey, yeah, do what you want. I'm grown. I'm in Vegas. Uh, no. I should have expressed my true opinion. Oh, so mm-hmm. she told you. She was real. She told me. And she you gave and it she your was blessing real. with your I, ego. I gave it a fake blessing. Yeah, you gave oh. it a yeah my blessing. ego gave it the uh, Pope wave. It was yeah. like, sure, sure, sure. I'm Wayne Brady. Do yeah. you, the dancer at yeah. the time. He was my dancer. He's my dancer. You don't want... You'll see. You'll see. What were you doing during Damn it, this time? Man. What was I doing during this time? Everything. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> just you know, just being messy. I had so I really needed to learn to mature. So coming full circle, that's why my daughter truly is my everything because mm-hmm. she is the one thing that the one act that I feel that I've been a part of that is so good and that I can actually show up for her and be a man and model certain behaviors and go, this is what you don't do. And I'm not saying I'm perfect now. Right. I'm still trying to We're learn. We're all learning. I'm still trying to learn. Did she ever ask you questions about that time? Like she remembers when you did this. Especially now. She will joke with me. She's like, oh, you mean like when when uh, you would come up and kiss me and, and say go to bed because you were going down to Tao. Mm-hmm. She said, oh, yeah, when you were at Tao? Mm-hmm. How do you know? I said, I completely remember. And then when you showed up with uh, like every other week you had an auntie. Like, Ooh. this is your auntie? No, such you did and not call these women auntie. her auntie. Damn, <laughs> well, you've got to teach people r- respect. <laughs> so how did you end up in the house? How was that conversation? So the mm-hmm. pandemic happened. L.A. is crazy. Everybody's scared. Did you make the phone call and you'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm home now. Can I, can I come over? Like, how, how did that conversation happen? I've always made sure that our homes are relatively close to each other because the way that we've split custody, maybe it doesn't work for other people, but for us, because we've been divorced since Miley was, I don't know, like five, six, mm-hmm. it's always been like a week on, a week off. So we were close enough that we said, okay, well, this pandemic is happening. We need to circle the wagons. And uh, I lived with them earlier that year because my house was being re- re- renovated. So I actually lived in the house with her, Jason and Miley. So that's when we even started talking about trying to write a sitcom because we just thought, this is really funny. And how does how does your daughter take it? Because now which, with her boyfriend, because you said she had a boyfriend, mm. now she has two dads that this guy has to come and talk to now. Yes, he does. So how, how is that? <laughs> yeah, Yes, he does. J- Jason and I tag teamed him. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, man. And, and that's another thing that I'll say to anyone, you know, that... It's very macho and it's very ingrained in us and in our culture to want to be possessive of the person in your life. Mm -hmm. Here's a good lesson. Instead of going, you know, well, I don't want my chick with this dude and he can't come into that house raising my kid. Think of it this way, which was the healthiest way that I had to think of it. Mandy chose a good dude. Mm -hmm. When I'm on tour, when I'm shooting, when I'm in another part of the world, I've never gotten a phone call from my daughter saying, Daddy, please come home. This man is hurting my mom. Mm. This man is being mad to my mom. This man has touched me. Jason showed up at every PTA event, showed up at school plays, drove her to school when I wasn't there. He held down the fort when I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So instead of looking at it as someone taking from the, from you, we have an insular village. 
Like we we are strong. More support. More support. And he knows that I've got his back. Mm-hmm. I te- teared up when I knew that they were adopting the baby because they tried to have a baby for years when he approached me about being being a dad. That oh man, that 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 was one of the the most amazing feelings for this other black man to look at me and ask me, you know, hey, I'm gonna be a dad. I've seen you be a dad. Help me. Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely. I Anything this. that you need, man, I'm there. All right, we got more with Wayne Brady. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Wayne Brady. Yee. All right, so Wayne Brady, talk about Freestyle Love Supreme. It's on Broadway, but there's also some audience participation. Freestyle hip-hop comedy mm-hmm. where we take suggestions from the audience and we do all the scenes we would take that word and we either break it down thematically so that the scene or whatever the song is is about that so if i thought of word right now you could uh, sure i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay you ready well i'm not gonna do testicle test <laughs> well see <laughs> okay. no, no, no no i can do it <laughs> no i can Goodness do it gracious, but that's a word to start off early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, see, see, but like you talking about your testicle, and I'm talking about balls in the parenthetical. If I was to remove one testicle, it would be so not ethical. So, so I would do a whole scene about that. So I could either rhyme just the word, or, or we would do a focus scene as characters. You think and like, why does she think testicle at this time in the morning? She could have said any word. Because that's a hard word said, to rhyme. Because it's a hard. The only name. thing I could think of was tentacle. I can honestly say to somebody, yeah, you know, I was talking to Angela, and it was in the morning, and the first thing she had in her mind was. <laughs> That's the first thing. No, just one testicle. Oh, you just one. Shout out to Lance Armstrong. I'm not ethical. Um, (laughs) Because she's not ethical. Does it bother you? Like, you know, you do a lot in Broadway. You do a lot for our culture and you love hip hop. You're from our culture. But does it ever bother you when somebody might say, Wayne Brady's too cheesy or he's too crossoverish? Does that ever bother you at all? Um, I won't lie. Um, You suit because I had a problem with that growing up and I just talked about this at the Ebony 100 um, I, I was presented with the Vanguard Award Congrats. congratulations uh, uh, thank Congrats, you yes. and it always bothered me that if you talked a certain way or if you had a certain frame of reference or if you aspired to be more than certain cats around you would want to go oh, well you want to be that like no I, I don't want to be any, anything other than black but i would like to be of the world i'm from the hood but i want to be of the world so to always have that thrown at me and then once i i got on because it was on a network show and i'm the only black black dude and it's a primetime show so there wasn't any cursing and it was this and it was a family show oh wayne's corny this blah 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 he's not that that bothered me a lot in the beginning until i, I realized also through therapy that I know who I am, mm-hmm. and now I can proudly sit in my skin. But you can't judge my blackness just like I can't judge yours. I am not the arbiter. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't bother me anymore. Because, in fact, if anything, I do understand what I've done for the culture at this point. If you look up that I've done so many firsts so that there are cats behind me now who some are like a Donald Glover and cats that are, are huge global, global successes. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I'll challenge you and say that there are certain things that some, some of these cats, even Key and Peele and other black, black dudes and uh, Steve Harvey on the game shows, that I was in that space first. Right. I made it okay to be in these spaces. Right. Right. All of a sudden, every game show, there's a black man. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. Were you surprised when uh, Dave Chappelle reached out and, and the great feedback you got from doing the Dave Chappelle show. Were you surprised about that? I love Dave Chappelle. So fast forward to when Dave got, got his sketch show. 
I was so excited. I never missed an episode. So I'm sitting down. My my barber, because I had hair at the time, my barber is <laughs> cutting my hair. And, then I, and oh, shut, 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 the Dave show's on. Okay. Sketch, sketches. It's great. And then Wayne Brady makes Brian Gumble looks like, it's like, what the f***? <laughs> I was so it wasn't because and, and I've gone down on record God bless Paul uh, Paul Mooney, Paul Mooney uh-huh. God bless him a comedy legend when I got to talk talk to Paul years years later I stand by the fact that that joke was whack mm-hmm. it's not a funny joke so he made that joke based on the fact that he felt that black culture would laugh at Bryant Gumble and Wayne Brady mm-hmm. now the takeaway from that is oh I'm big enough in the world and in the culture and even in the crossover culture that you're using me as a touch point for your ref. You're welcome, Paul, because damn sure more people in the world knew me mm-hmm. than knew Paul. Not in Blackland, but in the crossover world, maybe. Right, mm-hmm. right? So, thanks, Paul. But then, you're going to all over Brian Gumbel's accomplishments and I and I can just hear the people watching this on YouTube later on. It was just a joke. Lighten the up, Wayne. You know what? Yeah, it's, it's just a joke, but these words have power and they have power culturally. Mm-hmm. You would tear down two people who were trailblazers in their own thing to get across the point that they're not black enough. You don't own my black card, Paul. So when I heard that joke, I was like, huh, that is, that's just rough. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Randomly, I'm at an event and then it was like an after party. Donnell Rollins Uh-oh. comes up and some other cats, hey man, I gotta tell you, he's like, oh, it's Ashley Larry. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey man, Wayne, I'm a big fan. Now I had a couple to drink. Uh-oh. And shout shout out to Donnell. I love that cat. So he just posted when you shot him on there oh, too, man. just recently. I, I love that cat. Mm-hmm. He's like, Wayne, it's, I'm, Wayne, I'm such a fan that I it's like, really? Well, um, f- y'all in that joke <laughs> that uh, Mr. Paul Mooney had to make. He's like, no, man, it's no, 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 no. Y'all, thank you. Good night. You know, it was my movie moment. Thank you. Good night. Pay pay for their drinks. I'm out. I walk out. Then two days later, I'm on set. I think at the time I was doing my talk show, my assistant gets a phone call. Wayne, it's Dave Chappelle. And it was Dave. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, it's Dave. I'm so sorry about the sketch. Mooney wrote that joke. I didn't think it was funny anyway. I want you to come to New York. Me and Neil, we've got a sketch that we'd love for you to do. I think this should be really funny. Yes. Are you kidding? Yes. It, we did it in a whirlwind. I got, got on the plane. We flew in. They said, here is the concept. We're thinking of doing like this training day thing and we'll play with the image of what it is. I said, cool. I wrote the bit uh, where I sang the song and killed killed the police officer. <laughs> and then uh, and then the sandwich thing at the end. And we, we shot it all in one night. It was amazing. And I knew when we were doing it, that it was going to be special. And and I did it for a couple of reasons. I, I did it, A, because Dave Chappelle asked me, mm-hmm. and that's a blessing. And then I also knew that my talk show was ending, so I kind of had this little beef with, with the Buena Vista people from uh, Disney uh, because I was the first talk show host, not, not just talk show host, black talk show host, mm-hmm. talk show host period to win that Emmy first time out the gate two years in a row mm-hmm. and to win a primetime Emmy at the same time. And they still canceled my show because I wouldn't jump through hoops for them. And so when I said, no, I will not do X, Y, and Z, because I saw what was happening. I said, look, I'm being laughed at by my peers. Chris Rock just made a Wayne Brady joke because I have a daytime show where I'm doing cooking segments with a little old lady from (laughs) Oregon. (laughs) 
and 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 I'm doing all these things, and I'm like, that wasn't the show that I was promised. I, I was promised the Arsenio Hall show in daytime. Mm -hmm. Said you can change daytime. I said, well, yeah, that's why I had a band. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And I looked at myself as I'm cracking eggs with Marge. God, God bless Marge. He's like, well, Wayne, all you have to do is put the eggs in and whisk it. He's like, that's right, Marge. We'll be right back. <laughs> oh my God, what's happening to me? So I knew that the writing was on the wall. So so then they wanted me to jump through X hoops and Y hoops. Mm -hmm. I said, no, I see jokes being made made about me. You will not whitewash me. I need to do the show that I was going to do. No. Um, if you don't do what we ask you to, we can find someone to do the show. And this was in a meeting. I won't say the exact name, but this, this, this was a meeting and I said, well, if you could find someone to do the Wayne Brady show, then please do. Monday, in the trades, Buena Vista gives talk show to Tony Danza. Oh. And I still had most of the season to do. So we had this fight at the beginning of the season. So you mean you can take my show away from me and still have a whole season? Thank you, Missy Elliott, Busta Rhymes, mm -hmm. Outkast. I had every R&B act, every hip-hop act that I wanted. It was beautiful because part of what they were banning me from is to have the musical acts because that's not in the demo that we're going for. I don't know which demo you were going for. Right. So it was a beautiful freedom. So doing that sketch was the cap to the end of the season when someone is going to watch and I and, and it blew up the way that it did was Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch uh -huh. and right. it became this thing I still and, love and that, that was my way day. of That's... saying thank you bye bye I'm <laughs> done with that chapter of my life alright we got more with Wayne Brady when we come back don't move it's the Breakfast Club good morning Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Wayne Brady. Now, you have a show now where people didn't necessarily love what you were doing. Let's make a deal. Some white people were leaving messages, and they were racist messages and all Ooh. that. So it, it, what, what happened? What, what did you do to Sounds make the black white people so me. upset? Well, see, you know, on the flip side, I'm blickety-blickety-black now. Right. <laughs> Too black for some people, Too not black enough for some people. Bingo, it's like a CB4, remember? Because yeah. I'm black, y'all. I'm, I'm black, black y'all. That's the funniest thing. If you go on the Let's Make a Deal message boards, de depending on the day of the week, I'll have some white folks. I am not watching this. One one dude, I saved, saved this one because I sent it to the, uh, the vice president of the network. I loved this show at one point, but now it's like I'm watching a show on... Dot dot dot, B E T. Wow. Discriminatory. I liked you first, Wayne Brady, but all you do is you pick black people. Four messages down. You're a disgrace, Wayne Brady. Whose ass are you kissing? All these white people that you always making deals with. Woo. You you don't want us to get ahead. I'm like, so you all watch the same damn show. They had the completely opposite reaction. You watch the same show. So at this point, I'm like, look, you know what? It is what it is. And the thing is, I don't pick the people. So, spoiler alert, mm. but I will say what is good, and I'm not going to apologize for this, and shout out to the production crew and Fremantle of Let's Make a Deal. Mm -hmm. We have made sure that that show is inclusive of black people, of Latin people, of gay people, of trans people, of gay couples, the, the folks that will play. Black. Because if you look at a lot of game shows, there's not a lot of people of color. Mm -hmm. And when there are people of color, they've been carefully curated to let's just say show one particular side of us that then the producers can frame some of the games. So like, oh, well, I'm sorry, Marquita, that you couldn't <laughs> answer that question. <laughs> no, there's none of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to get mad at me because we are giving everyone an equal shot, sure. 
And yeah, like that dude did a did a. He had his fifteen minutes of fame, leaving me uh, that that message on on the uh, on the CBS voice line. But they just played that one. I get those every other day. Wow, that's oh yeah, crazy. oh yeah, that is crazy. That is it's the world we live in. It's and the people world we act live in. like it's you know I don't see color. I don't. But come on, that's the most racist thing that you yeah. can say. There's no way that you can't look at someone and see color. You can see color, but respect the person. And so to not see some someone's color is a blatant thing uh, in the face of their culture. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look at someone and go, oh, you are Latin. Uh, I love the Latin culture. Oh, mm-hmm. you are Asian. I love this. And I'm not going to go, oh, no, 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 no. All I see is Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. Was, no, I'm not going <laughs> to say impossible. that. No. Well, Wayne Brady. Well, this was amazing. It was a great time. Oh, thank I'm so glad. It, it is a different vibe having you here in person. Absolutely. Yeah, man. And can I say, you know, like, I'm such a fan. And I want to thank thank y'all. I'm so proud of what you all mean to the culture and com and conversation, especially in the past few years and the issues that you guys tackle. Mm-hmm. Because when you speak and when you have people on here, and I know this is a a major platform for us, and when you have people on here, folks listen. And so it's uh, it's humbling to be in this space. So well, thank you so, for, for so joining thanks, us, man. man. We really appreciate it, man. And. Definitely catch you on Broadway. Tell them how they can get tickets, what shows, yeah. and all that other stuff so people can come support. It's called Freestyle Love Supreme. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in the show this week, but it's a revolving cast of people. Um, uh, Lin-Manuel is in it. If you're a fan of Hamilton, if you've seen it on Disney Plus or on Broadway, Chris Jackson, who played Washington, Chris is in it. James Iglehart, who was the original genie in Aladdin, now he's in Hamilton. He's in it. If you're a Broadway fan, if you're a fan of hip hop, if you're a fan of comedy, it's at the Booth Theater. I believe it's 45th and Broadway. Mm-hmm. I'm in it until this Saturday night is my last show. Mm-hmm. You can buy tickets at freestylelovesupreme.com. And in fact, you guys have an open invitation. I would love to give you tickets if you're free. Any night, please come check it out. Absolutely. Sounds good to me. Well, oh, wait, wait. Before you leave, just three quick answers to these quick questions, okay? Okay, yes. All right, improv versus scripted. Uh, it's a tie. That's not, you can't do that. I can't cho- choose one. No, I can't. I can't. All right. Uh, TV host versus Broadway. Broadway. And married life versus single life. <laughs> <laughs> single life until I find that person that I'd like to be married to. You'll do it again. Oh, um, are you single? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm not married, but I'm in a No, no, no. And just and I wasn't asking I know, you but that yeah. today. Because I was just saying. Because I guess if you're not married, you're, are you considered single if you're not married? No. Uh, no, no, no. Because you're relationship. with someone. No, no, yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, like it's a different. Like being being single has its space, and so I'm single, and I like that space. I like going home. I like playing my Xbox in my drawers. I like doing what Can't I like doing. Can't you do that though if you're married still? You can, but I don't like the part of being married or being in a relationship that I realize I don't like is I don't like being beholden, in the best way. Hey, hey, baby. No, I'll be there. No, I'll be there in ten minutes. Oh, okay, sweetie. All right. Maybe get her house next to your house, and, and you be in between. If we, if I do get together <laughs> with someone, I, I am gonna fo- follow that model. I'm gonna have my own house, and she'll have hers. Okay. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, well, that's why I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's Wayne Brady. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors to talk. Wendy Williams. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, as Wendy is still dealing with health issues, they've announced four more guest hosts. So, according to reports, Michael Rappaport is guest hosting the week of November 8th. 
He said, I'm very excited to fill in for Wendy, and I'm looking forward to a great week of excellent shows. Mm -hmm. The following week, there will be a hot talk panel on November 15th, then Bill Bellamy the 16th and 17th, then Jerry Springer, and then Steve Wilkos will finish out the lineup on November's 18th and 19th. All right, now, they're also saying that even though Wendy has not been able to return to the show, that ratings increased 33% for the week ending October 24th. So, okay. show is still doing well. People thought it wouldn't, but still, it's doing even better. I would think that it would, you know, still do well, especially with all the hype around it and the different guest hosts, you know, people tuning in to see who's going to be there today. All right, now, let's discuss the top all-time athlete earnings. So, we have the list of the top 25 um, money makers when it comes to sports number of all time. Number one is time. easy. Yeah, who's number one? Of course, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yes, Michael Jordan is number one. Mm -hmm. His career earnings adjusted for inflation, $2.62 billion. Mm. All right, so who do you think is number two on the list? Uh, definitely soccer probably a player. soccer player. Christy, what's his name? Chris, it's, not, it's not a soccer player, a golfer. No, but soccer. Probably a, but no, this is all times. This is endorsements and everything too. Mm -hmm, everything. So Ooh, I would think. It? I would think. A I would think a golfer. I think Cristiano. What's his name? Cristiano. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh no, no, yes. I know. Who? The golfer, um, Jack Nicholas. Jack Nicholas was number four. Oh. Okay. Cristiano Ronaldo's number five. Okay. Arnold Palmer's number three. Who's two? Tiger Woods. I knew it. I said Still? a golfer. I didn't. I didn't know if it would be Tiger, but I thought it would be a golfer. Wow. All right, number six on the list is Floyd Mayweather. Where's LeBron? Number seven. Okay. Lionel Messi, number eight. Um, also, Kobe Bryant made the list at number 13. Shaquille O'Neal at number 14. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson, number 16. You know, he made $775 million. Wow. And this is all, you know, adjusted for inflation and everything. A-Rod, $650 million, Followed by Manny Pacquiao at number 18. Then Kevin Durant. Then Lewis Hamilton. Also on the on the list, Oscar De La Hoya at number 23, Peyton Manning, and then Derek Jeter rounds out the top 25. Mm -hmm. So just thought that was interesting. All right, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. According to reports, they met up for a private rooftop dinner in Staten Island above a pizza place. So it was billed as a secret dinner. And this is at a restaurant called Campania. And that is obviously Staten Island is where Pete Davidson is from. I don't know if that's real or not, but dropping the clues bombs for Pete Davidson. That's play that's very playish, so <laughs> So they were able to leave without commotion. It was just the two of them on the rooftop. And so that's two nights in a row. They're saying that they were spotted together. Yeah, they went out last night, they said mm -hmm. two at zero bond. I'm gonna take you to an island, baby. Oh, let me get my passport. No, you're not gonna need your passport. Okay. Staten. Staten. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Netflix has added three movies from the Squid Game creator Huang Don Hyuk, and so now there's more that's available uh, available for you guys to watch. Silenced, uh, starring Gong Yu, who plays the salesman in Squid Game, the guy in the suit that was slapping him while playing that game, remember, on the subway? Yep. Mm -hmm. So it's a story of a teacher who tries to expose faculty members that have been abusing their students, but finds out that surrounding community is willing to not let the truth come out. Then there's a comedy drama called Miss Granny, about a 74-year-old woman who returns to her 20-year-old self. And then The Fortress. It centers around King Injo, who retreats with his court to a fortress and considers the critical next steps in the face of an incoming invasion. So those are three new movies that Netflix has added. See, he's going to get his money. All right. This is a heartbreaking story and really hard to talk about it, but Henry Ruggs III. They're talking about more uh, information with his crash with his Corvette yeah, that he was resulted in one woman dying in a Toyota RAV4. Uh, RAV4. 
So, unfortunately, they said he approached the woman's vehicle on the three-lane road, veered right behind her before slamming into her car. That car immediately burst into flames, and they did declare her dead at the scene. They also found the remains of a dog inside Mm -hmm. of that car as well. They said he was going 165 miles per hour. That's crazy. They said 127, they believe, when, when the vehicles collided. Yeah, so at one point they said uh, the the crash scene evidence and speed determining algorithms indicate that he was traveling 156 miles an hour, about 2.5 seconds Mm-mm-mm. before impact, and then his car was at 127 when its airbags deployed. And rest in peace to that young lady. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you one thing, life is all about choices. And, you know, destiny's not a matter of chance, it's a matter of choice. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. I know he regretted that when he sobered up. Yeah, they I'm said sure. that she was heard screaming inside of the vehicle while it was burning. Oh, my goodness. 23-year-old Tina Tintor. So her family members were in the courtroom during which a judge set his bail at $150,000, and the family did not comment after the hearing. They said he faces 2 to 20, they said? Yeah, it's not. Listen, somebody's life was taken. So. Mm-hmm. It was simply making a poor choice. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, man, all you people out there, yeah, your life is all about choices, man. That's literally all it's about. Second choices. year in the NFL. Like, call a Uber, mm-hmm. call a mm-hmm. Lyft, let a friend take you home. I, that's why I'd be wondering, like, where your partners was at? Your partners let you get behind the wheel? Like, it'll take your friend's keys, man. All right, well, that is your rumor report. Goodness gracious. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? No, speaking of choices, I need Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers to come to the front of the congregation. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I am highly disgusted at this, and I demand that there be consequences and repercussions. Okay. When do y'all play them? When y'all don't play even them? listen. Stop, mind your business. I just, need, I just need Aaron Rodgers to come to the front. Of, I don't know, but I just need Aaron Rodgers to come to the front of the congregation. We need, we, we need to have a word with him. Okay. Check the Cowboys. Don't Schedule. worry. Just stop, stop minding people's business. This nope. is not about the Cowboys right now. Okay. Uh-uh. All, right. All right. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Job hunting can feel pretty sucky, but ZipRecruiter makes it unsucky. Unlike other job sites, if an actual person from the company likes your profile, they can personally invite you to apply. Put ZipRecruiter to work for you. Sign up free today on ZipRecruiter.com slash easy. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for donkey of the day. <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny sleep say out his mouth. Just because I say something you may not agree with doesn't mean I'm mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, 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 donk. Donkey of the day right there. <laughs> the, the breakfast club, bitches. You can call me the donkey of the day, but like, I mean no harm. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, November 4th goes to Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Now, y'all, y'all know where I stand uh, on the COVID vaccine. Maybe you don't, but if you don't, here you go. Do whatever you want. It's really that simple. Okay, and if you work for a corporation or organization that has mandated the vaccine, do whatever you want. Okay, it's your choice. If you choose to get the vaccine and, you know, keep your position in said organization, cool. If you choose to not get the vaccine and lose your position in said organization, cool. You know why it's cool? Because it was your choice. That's all life is about choices every day of our lives all we are attempting to do is make good choices okay always do your best to make the right ones and always do your best to learn from the wrong ones that's it that's why i never understood why the media crucified Kyrie Irving for making a choice listen to how they went after Kyrie let me tell you something i really am proud of the nest for putting their foot down uh, for saying no we're not going to deal with this half on uh, half on half off the only thing that bugged me he's still going to make 17 million dollars sitting at home 
Kyrie Irving has always been a go against the grain, a different. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's square yeah. and they're UFOs. Yeah. And so we're about to find out. Kyrie Irving, do you really, really believe this or are you grandstanding? Choice is yours, bro. The bottom line is he cares more about grandstanding for this fantasy yeah. community yeah. than he does the about truth. winning a championship. Yeah. That cannot be argued no matter what side you're on. This is some of the stupidest nonsense I've ever seen. Your position is that you're going to sit up there and compromise the championship aspirations of an organization you signed on to represent. You're going to compromise all of that because you want to give a voice to the voiceless. And how is that going to work out for you, Kyrie Irving? What, what was all that about? Kyrie was presented with a choice, and he made one. That's on him. He understood the consequences and repercussions of whatever his choice was. From a personal standpoint, regardless of how you personally feel about his choice, it was his choice. But the media chose to crucify that, that man, which I, I could never understand. Last I checked, the NBA has a 95% vaccination rate. If you are pro-vaccine and you want people to get vaccinated, why not focus on that story? instead of focusing on the people who aren't vaccinated, mainly Kyrie Irving, because once again, all Kyrie did was make a choice, a personal decision, all right? That personally doesn't impact any of us unless you are emotionally attached to the Brooklyn Nets, which is impossible because they've done nothing to make you emotionally attached, okay? Even if you're from Brooklyn, you're not emotionally attached to the Nets. You just like the merch. Merch is great. The all black is fantastic, okay? It's so Brooklyn. But other than that, being a Nets fan, it shouldn't matter, you know? It shouldn't matter to anyone other than Nets fans. It shouldn't matter to anyone if Kyrie is vaccinated or not, all right? He made a choice and he didn't lie about it, okay? He didn't keep it to himself. He said it with his chest, which leads me to Aaron Rodgers, Super Bowl champion Aaron Rodgers, three-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, who tested positive for COVID this week and cannot play for the next 10 days. Why can he not play for the next 10 days? Because that's the protocol in the NFL if you're unvaccinated. Now, the NFL hasn't mandated the vaccine for players, but unvaccinated individuals are required to test daily. And if they test positive, then they have to quarantine for 10 days like Aaron Rodgers. Now, why is Aaron Rodgers getting donkey of the day? It's simple. Because he lied, all right? Manipulated the truth, provided alternative facts. When asked if he was vaccinated, listen to his answer. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. It's, it's an interesting issue. Can, can you play that one more time? He was asked if he was vaccinated. Listen to the answer. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. You're one of I them. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. It's, it's an interesting issue. <gasps> Imagine if Kyrie Irving would have said that in response to that question. Somebody asked Kyrie Irving, are you are you vaccinated? And he said, yeah. Yeah is the lie when asked that question. And then followed up with, I'm immunized. I'm immunized is a lie by omission. All right, not just a lie, but you purposely were attempting to deceive people. And you were not following NFL protocols because you went to post-game news conferences and other places where there were plenty of people unmasked. Once again, your choice to be unvaxxed. All right. I don't think anyone should be publicly shamed or demeaned for being unvaxxed. But what you lying for, bruh? All right, Kyrie Irving stood on his 10 toes down. Aaron, you're the quarterback of a 7-1 NFL team, a storied NFL team, the Green Bay Packers, NFL superstar. What part of being a leader is this? 
I don't think you can do State Farm commercials anymore because you are not a good neighbor. All right. And I need Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, uh, Stephen A. Smith and all these people who are overly critical of Kyrie to give you the business. Charles Barkley, all of y'all. OK, just like they I need Aaron Rodgers to get the business just like they gave Kyrie Irving. All right. Stephen A. Smith, I know you think Aaron Rodgers is a bad man, but this is just bad, man. All right. He lied. And you worship him, all right? I would have respected it more if Aaron Rodgers said, I'm unvaxxed, you know, I'm skeptical about the vaccine, period. He didn't have to lie because the NFL doesn't even have a vaccine mandate. So what are you lying for? All I want is for everyone to keep the same energy in regard to the Aaron Rodgers, okay? Remember, y'all crucified Kyrie for making a choice. It was a personal choice he made that you didn't like. Aaron Rodgers straight up lied. If Kyrie Irving, when asked whether he was vaccinated, had responded, yeah, I've been immunized, and then reports came out that he was receiving a homeopathic treatment from his personal doctor to raise antibody levels and submitted a request to the NBA to meet protocols instead of the vaccine, and his request was denied, they would be tearing his ass up. That's exactly what Aaron Rodgers did. He was receiving treatment from his personal doctor to raise his anti antibody levels, and he submitted a request to the NFL to meet protocols in lieu of the vaccine, and he was denied. I need the same energy for Aaron Rodgers. Is he getting some of that same energy? What's, what's this, NBC Sports Pro Football Talk or something like that? Let me hear this. When we finally thought we were getting the Patrick Mahomes-Aaron Rodgers matchup, we're not because Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID, and he has no chance of getting back by Sunday because, contrary to the clear impression he created in August, he is not vaccinated. That is a stunner. That is a bombshell. Yes. He was asked a clear stunner. question about whether or not he was vaccinated. And he said, yes, I've been immunized. And if you look at what immunization is, the definition of by the CDC, it is a process by which a person becomes protected against the disease through vaccination. Mm -mm. It's a synonym. Mm -mm. That's cute. That was cute. Okay, but I need Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Joy Taylor, Colin Coward, Marcellus Wiley, Charles Barkley. I need to see all the smoke, the same energy you had for Kyrie Irving. I need to, need you to have for Aaron Rodgers because he lied. Please give Aaron Rodgers the biggest hee-haw. Uh -huh. And is there going to be discipline from the NFL? I think they said he has to be in isolation for 10 days and then test negative twice and be asymptomatic. Yeah, but I need discipline from the NFL for him lying, especially yeah. for him lying and the Packers letting him walk Definitely around. Definitely should be. I saw Chris Broussard saying that he was more selfish than Kyrie. And yes, clearly. And all Kyrie did was make a choice, a personal choice. Aaron lied. Is there going to be discipline from the NFL? If he lied about being vaccinated, Packers were letting him move around like a vaccinated player. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I demand there be consequences and repercussions. All right? Sit him. Maybe for the rest of the season, potentially. Packers are seven and one. I think maybe a, a sitting for the six game suspension would be fine. How long? Let me see. Seven, eight, nine, nine, nine. Matter of fact, yeah, six game suspension. That's what I think. That's what you think. That's what I think. Are you mm -hmm. saying it from Leonard or a Cowboys fan? Leonard McKelvey, the Dallas Cowboys fan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All of the above. Leonard McKelvey, the Dallas Cowboys fan, would like to see Aaron Rodgers suspended for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah, my Giants ain't making it. I don't care. I think you know. Well, mind your business. <laughs> mind my business. Hey. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
Yeah, man, it's D calling from Hot Atlanta. All right, what's up, bro? What's your question for you? <laughs> well, my question is, how do I get my lady back? And Uncle Charlotte, Uncle Charlotte let us down, but I got to cheat with my side, with uh, Kyle cheat with my side piece. Because you're a black boy, not a black man. Black men don't cheat. Young black boys do. Grow up. So how'd you get caught cheating? Well, uh, <clears throat> leaving messages to my phone. I had a uh, middle of a shot on Instagram. Okay, so she went through your phone. And, uh, yeah, because I was doing some yard work. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, my lady treat you. Uh, she trusts me or whatever. But so she shouldn't have. Now, so yeah. you said your side piece. So this was an ongoing thing or a one-time thing? It's an ongoing situation. So what are you going to do about your side piece now? I'm a dropper. <laughs> and how long has this been going on? About seven months. Okay. So I know right now your lady has a thousand questions. So what kind of uh, conversations have you all been having? She was like, why you doing it? It was a bunch of questions. Like you just said, like, uh, why you did this? We've been married for two years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I got caught up, baby. You know, uh, she was showing her stuff. I ain't gonna lie. And I, and I fell for it. Okay. And y'all only been married two years. Right. So I'm, I'm 22 years old. Okay. So for seven months. Uh, do you want to be married? I do because, we you know, we, uh, I met her in high school. My, uh, my wife, that is. You have a lot to prove right now. You know that. I do. And she may or may not take you back. So what are some of the things that she is asking you to do? And is she telling you there's any chance of moving forward, or is she telling you there's no chance at all? She like, uh, I ain't going to lie. She's saying the hell with it. Excuse my French. Right. And you can understand why she feels that way, because this is all pretty fresh, too. Right. And are, I don't like it. Like, honestly, and I, I'm sure the guys can tell you, it's a lot of work to get your woman back once you break that trust. It takes one second for something like that to happen, and it could take months or years. Or y'all might never be back in the place of trust where you were before, but it's up to you if you're willing to go hard and put in the work that needs to be put in. You have to be patient. You have to answer all the questions that she might have. You should actually propose to her that you guys go and, and seek some professional therapy to find out why you did what you did only a year and three months into, or a year and five months into your marriage. Um, I'm sure that for her ego, it doesn't feel good. I'm sure right now for her self-esteem, it's like, what am I not doing that my man is out here cheating on me with some thought he met on Instagram? You know, there's a lot of different things that you have to prove right now. And this wasn't a one-time thing. This was seven months. That's going to lead her to believe that you actually care about this other woman, right? Right, that's true. Do you care about her? I do not. I just... The, the, the butt had me gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So did you cut it off with this woman already? I did. It ain't worth my relationship. Right. Well, right now, like I said, it's a lot of time and a lot of effort you're going to have to put in. And it still might not work. But you have to be patient. You have to be understanding. You have to know that you're wrong. Admit that you're wrong. You have to prove by your actions that she can trust you. You have to give her access so she knows where you are, what you're doing. You have to make sure that she can find you at all times. And it's just a lot that you're going to end up having to do. Okay. I'm going to put in the work. All right. And just if she needs some space... 
you know, just love her from a distance if that's what she needs right now. But you got to just respect whatever it is that she's saying. You can ask her specifically, what are things that I need to do to make you feel more comfortable? I know it's a journey. I'm willing to go on that journey and do whatever it is that I have to do. You know, just tell me what I need to do and I'm I'm ready to do it. Amen to that. All right. Grow up, King. I am. He's like, I'm 22. Black men don't (laughs) cheat, brother. Don't let no more booties get in your DMs and tempt you. (laughs) Thank you. All right. I don't know. I don't trust him. Ask E. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit E now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on? It's Friday, Charles. What's up, bro? What's your question for Yee? All right. Hey, it's good. It's good. Thank you, guys. Um, I just wanted to say I listen to y'all every day. I appreciate you, DJ Envy, uh, Charlamagne the Guy, and Angelique. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was calling. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was um I was calling because I needed some financial advice from you. Okay. My um so everybody in my family is basically successful with everything they're doing. Just an example, my brother he mounts TVs. My cousin he's an artist. Because mm-hmm. here everybody has money. They found out a, a way to break the system, and and me, I'm just you know I'm like the black sheep. So uh, I'm just trying to figure out. I've got a, a, a clump of money coming in, and I just need to know your advice as to what would probably be the best investment for someone that just turned 30 a few days ago. Okay, so there's a few different things, and it just depends on what is interesting to you. When you say you have money coming in, like how much? Well, it's about probably going to be about like 1,500. Okay. All right. So a couple of things here. Do you own a home? No, I don't. Okay. Do you have money saved up or is that something that you're interested in right now? Are you in a space where you want to, where you know where you want to live permanently? Well, I just got out of a relationship and um, I was doing really good. I was paying the rent and everything and I uh, was getting money for uh, just paying rent and stuff and then end up having a bad toxic relationship so now i'm staying with my 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 dad and i'm um i'm basically starting from rock bottom okay um do you have good credit uh what's a 560 is that bad or good that's not good um so one thing you're gonna have to do is work on improving your credit score okay first and foremost because if you want to do anything and that's going to take some time if you want to do anything like if you want to get a mortgage if you decide you want to get a a house further down the line once you save up then you're definitely going to need to do that are you working uh yes currently i am yes okay are you doing a job that you love that's going to lead to more for you in the future I would hope so, but I can't. I can't. I just started. So I'm like, again, starting from rock bottom. Okay, so this is a field that you're interested in. Absolutely, yes. Do you have a IRA? Do you have a 401k? Any of those savings plans? No, I don't have any of those. I thought 401k was a joke, but I see it's really important now. Okay, I want to recommend this. Um, A, see if your job doesn't match when it comes to 401k. If they do, they can take that money out of your check and put it in directly, and you won't even notice it missing. Okay, and I would definitely get a financial advisor if I were you just to try to set up those things, because when I first was not having any money in the bank, the first thing I did was I got with the financial advisor and I set up an IRA, a Roth IRA. And to this day, like that money in there has, you know, the the earlier you get started, the better it is for you, even if you're only putting in fifty dollars a month. Is something, you know, and I think there's a lot of apps out there that you can invest on. I use public, you know, there's Acorns, 
There's Robin. There's a lot of different apps that you can be using, so you can get adjusted to uh, doing the stock market. There's a lot of people who are buying Bitcoin. Do your research before you do anything yeah. with cryptocurrency or any of these, but just do your research. But I would say just get familiar and get more confident with being able to invest. And you can use those apps for that. You should definitely talk to a financial planner to think about. I always say people think you need to have a lot of money to work with a financial planner, but it actually works really great when you're trying to get to a point where you know what your goals are. If your goal is to buy a home, if your goal is to invest in the stock market, if your goal is to make sure long-term you're gonna be good to retire, then you need to make sure you sit down and make a plan. Okay. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I just had one more question. I, I, I mean, honestly, all the stuff that you just told me, that's definitely good advice. And I will definitely take that. But it seems like that is going to take a while. I'm kind of like trying to hit the ground running. I'm you not can't. Listen, it. you have to be patient. Because when you All do right. things out of desperation and trying to get something real quick, that's when it doesn't work. You're, you know, you're not in the position right now to risk it all. You have $1,500 coming in. You're just getting started. Be patient with yourself, but have a plan. Okay. okay. All right. That's cool. I appreciate it. And Charlemagne, if you don't mind, uh, you mind, I need some of your books, man. I'm a black man out here needing some advice and everything. Your books seem like they, they work for a lot of people from your view. Well, listen, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you some books that have helped me. I'm going to send you The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health, and I'm going to send you uh, My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Minikim, okay? Okay, and I, I got, got a you. therapy appointment coming up in the next couple weeks. So I hey, that's what I like to hear, King. That's what I all like right. to Take hear. Take control of your finances, all right? That doesn't mean that you yep. got to invest right now, but get yourself in the space and the position that you can do it. Stay on hold, bro. Okay. I get your address. Right, thank you. I love you all, man. Thank love you too, so King. Long. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. Now you got rumors on the way? Yes, let's talk more about Will Smith. He is really revealing a lot about himself, and now he's talking about a time he contemplated killing his father. We'll tell you all about it. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. People Magazine has an excerpt from Will Smith's new memoir, Will, which comes out November 9th. And in it, he talks about witnessing his father commit an act of violence. And he said, when I was nine years old, I watched my father punch my mother in the side of the head so hard that she collapsed. I saw her spit blood. That moment in that bedroom, probably more than any other moment in my life, has defined who I am. And so he goes on to say, uh, within everything that I've done since then, the awards and accolades, the spotlights and attention, the characters and the laughs, there has been a subtle string of apologies to my mother for my inaction that day, for failing her in the moment, for failing to stand up to my father, for being a coward. So he said that his parents separated when he was a teen and divorced in 2000. He does maintain a close relationship with his father, but he says that his anger stemming from his childhood incident surfaced again decades later while he was caring for a Will Sr. who had cancer. He said, one night as I delicately wheeled him from his bedroom toward the bathroom, a darkness arose within me. The path between the two rooms goes past the top of the stairs. As a child, I always told myself that I would one day avenge my mother, that when I was big enough, when I was strong enough, when I was no longer a coward, I would slay him. And he actually entertained the thought of killing his father. Mm. He said, I paused at the top of the stairs. I could shove him down and easily get away with it. Mm. I can wow. totally understand why that trauma would make him want to do something like that, like witnessing you know, something happened to the, the, the person that loved you the, the, the most unconditionally on this planet, your mom. So I... I I can understand it. Now, another thing he talks about in his book, here's another excerpt. Uh, he talks about being married and in the first few months of his marriage with a brand new baby. And uh, for his wife, Cherie, he said, I can imagine this experience was unsettling. And 
he fell in love with his co-star Stockard Channing during filming for Six Degrees of Separation, he said. His marriage was off to a rocky start. He said, after filming on the movie Wrapped, I found myself desperately yearning to see and speak to Stockard. So he talks about uh, that experience actually caused him to quit method acting. His character was in love with her character, and he actually fell in love with her. Uh, mm. That is some method acting right there. And a great excuse. <laughs> an, amazing, an amazing excuse if ever you fall short. All right. Now, Lauren London is serving as a guest host on Red Table Talk. And uh, one thing that she is talking about is uh, some of her issues she's had with setting boundaries. Here's what she said. With boundaries, there are times where we feel guilty. That's guilt my whole Plus childhood. Guilt In what okay. way, Lauren? Your child. Don't ask me questions. Sit down. Oh, you I know, see that all just that like, old school. Or yeah. like, oh, I don't like going to so-and-so's house. Well, we're going anyway. We're going anyway. Or they didn't do nothing to you. Which is why I used to have really aggressive boundaries because my boundaries weren't um, respected. respected as a child. I got really aggressive with my boundaries. So it was like, oh, you don't hear what I'm saying? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight you. Yep. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna sock you. You're gonna respect the violence. All right, so like I said, she's been filling in while Willow Smith hits the road to perform on tour. Lauren London is the third host. I respect it. I, I don't understand why people take your no personally. That's something my, 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 our good sister Debbie Brown says. My good sister Debbie Brown always says, like, my no does not, you should not take my no personal because my no is for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, now here's some good news. Uh, Halle Berry's Bruised soundtrack includes uh, the first all-female hip-hop project. So the music of Bruised features Cardi B, Saweetie, Her, City Girls, Young M.A., Flo Millie, Lotto, and more. And that comes out on November 19th. So congratulations to all of them. That's really dope. And that's great for Halle Berry, who's calling all the shots uh, for this. I think also Rhapsody is on there. Young Baby Tate, uh, Dream Doll, Erica Banks. I mean, that's huge. Dropping the clues bombs for Rhapsody. Okay. It's my favorite rapper right there. Waiting on some new Rhapsody right now. All right. And since we're talking about women and rap, let's talk about ABC's Queens. The latest episode came on and Brandy and Eve were battling on the show. And here here it goes. First off, Brie, you a mini version of me. And second of all, Jill ain't got the skills to be ill. So me writing your rhymes is a much better design. I started this group, I could have left your ass behind. When my pen hit the pad, it's only top of the charts. And now, just like your marriage, you want us to fall apart. Wow. That's jealousy, and I can't even say it any clearer. You spending too much time in the mirror. You're trying to be the mommy or a Don. You a copy and a fraud. You Johnny, I'll be Bobby. My new addition is strong. So run along, Tyra. We can't bank on you. And the leader, we can't put that rank on you. All Ooh. right, well, here's Eve's freestyle response. It's called growth and maturity. You stuck in the past, an insecure, scared little girl. Now I'm spanking that ass. This is a wake-up call. We ain't here to go tit for tat. Nasty bitches isn't our image. We no longer living like that. But I get it. You did it to sell records. Now the gimmick is done. Pulling the wool over people and critics like Explicit's the only lyrical one. We about to rewrite our own stories and make the narrative change to show the whole world we real queens, not embarrassed and ashamed. My marriage has nothing to do with the stardom and fame. I honor the pain and use it to be the goddess and slaughter the game. Okay. Mm. All right. I told you, though, Brandy sound really good rapping. I know everybody's been talking about that, but she do sound good. 
Dude, didn't she used to rap back in the day? Wasn't she said she tried. wanted to be a yeah, rapper yeah, first, did, yeah. yeah. And she had a, a name, right? Wasn't it like B something? B Rocka? B <laughs> B Rocka. It was something. B Baka. It was something like that. <laughs> B Baka. It was. I'm not it's Chewbacca. It no, was. A, she had a rap name. All right. Well, or that is your rumor report. All right. Well, shout to Diddy. Today is Diddy's birthday. So it happy is? birthday, Diddy. Yeah, no, Diddy man, Drop on the clues bombs for Diddy, man. Happy 72nd, brother. Man, drink some Diddy juice today. So let's start the mix off with some Diddy. Shout to Revolt. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Now, you all know I'm on TikTok, all right? Even Charlemagne's starting to come around. Like that TikTok you showed me earlier, dude with the lab coat in his yard mowing the grass, and he bust out, you know, his weird lab gear on the grass. By the end, he's got paper. There's something for everyone, including Charlemagne, all right? It's TikTok. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Wayne Brady for joining us this morning. Damn, I'm mad I missed that one, man. Salute to Wayne Brady. Have you ever been here before? I feel like he's been yeah, here before. Yeah, we did a Zoom. We did a Zoom with him. Okay, okay. I think they were doing that Ratatouille. Remember they did that fundraiser where they remember. made Ratatouille on, um, I think it was on, was it on? I forget what social media, but yeah. Yeah, he was here before, yeah. But he was he was pretty amazing to talk to. Yeah, shout to Wayne Brady. And check out his play if you're in the New York City area. He's here to the end of this week. So shout to Wayne Brady. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notes, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? I do, my aunt. Uh, first of all, I want to tell everybody, uh, salute to everybody who watched me on The Daily Show last night with Trevor Noah. Salute to my man, Trevor Noah. Uh, make sure you scream the God's Honest Truth on Paramount Plus, and make sure you watch a new episode tomorrow at 10 p.m. on Comedy Central. Uh, we got some really great guests tomorrow night. Michael Eric Dyson is one of them. Um, but the positive note is simply this. I now go beyond other people's fears and limitations, okay? It is my mind that creates my experiences. I am unlimited in my own ability to create the good in my life. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 